So in response to Hamas's attack on Saturday, Israel has placed the city of Gaza under what is essentially a siege. They've cut off electricity to the city, as well as food shipments and even water. Now, that's obviously going to affect a lot more than just Hamas. The Gaza Strip is home to about 2.3 million people, and because it's an isolated desert city under a long-term blockade, it has very few resources to fall back on. So if this battle goes on for very long, we're going to see thousands of people die just from the lack of food or water or medical care, maybe tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. A long battle in Gaza could, in short, kill as many civilians as the entire Russia-Ukraine war. Now, in war, it's unfortunately inevitable. Citizens will die. In a just war, we try to limit those deaths as much as we can. But as we've seen, there are clearly people who don't want to do that. No, they want to maximize the death toll. Lunatic Christians like Greg Locke see a Christian duty not to work for peace, but to exterminate the people of Gaza. So I, I hope Netanyahu's a leader and he just mows the whole thing down by this time next week. If you think all this open border stuff is not an opportunity for a bunch of Hamas sleeper cells to come into this nation right now and start killing innocent men, women, and children, you have lost your mind. I'm sick of all these Christians saying we ought to have peace with Islam. Islam is a satanic death cult and they would cut your head off before I said amen in this sermon if they had a chance to. Some of that may be true. But this sort of lunacy used to be recognized by everyone as beyond the pale. Well, now our sense of scale is declining. As warfare becomes more of a live-action movie that people watch on television and Twitter, we see more and more people demanding maximum carnage and bloodshed. E. Michael Jones is the founder of Culture War magazine, and he joins us now. Sir, thank you so much for coming back. We always appreciate having you. You're welcome. Good to be here. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, to, to, to what do you attribute this to? Well, I think uh, we have to look at the big picture here. Uh, we have one of the most uh, dense, probably the most densely populated uh, piece of property on the face of the earth, is the Gaza Strip. Uh, and it's being subjected to uh, basically saturation bombing. Now, this goes back a long way. Early on, in uh, right around the run-up to World War II, the British did a survey, and they, they realized that bomb dropping bombs, 80% of the time, they never come near their target. And so they changed the strategy to bombing civilian populations. That was a war crime then. It, it, it reached its culmination in things like the firebombing of Dresden, and uh, and Hamburg, and also the atomic bomb dropped on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. These were all civilian targets, and this is the legacy now of the uh, Israeli regime here. They are targeting civilians, and all of the the uh, outrage is being directed against uh, the other side here. No, the fundamental fact is that their attack on Gaza is is a war crime. They are attacking a civilian population. They are attacking, deliberately attacking a civilian population, no matter what they say, because you cannot not attack a civilian population if you drop bombs on Gaza. That's being completely excluded from the discussion now. So what do you attribute that to? I mean, why do they get a pass? Benjamin Netanyahu is openly posting on the platform X uh, aerial footage of him bombing civilian occupied structures. There's there's a one word answer to that question, and it's the Holocaust. 
I don't know how many times you have heard this, but uh, Ben Shapiro, I think it's the president of Israel, they open every type of discussion by saying more Jews have died now since the Holocaust. The Holocaust is a license to break the law. A Holocaust means that Jews are above the law. They don't have to follow the moral law. They don't have to follow uh, civilized behavior when it comes to the prosecution of war. It, it, it's that simple. Anytime they want to get their way, they play the Holocaust card, and then that's supposed to end the discussion. Well, it's not ending the discussion. You cannot disguise the fact that this was not unprovoked. The reaction, no matter how, no matter what they did, what, whatever Hamas did, and we'll have to clear that up once this, the, the smoke of war dissipates. Uh, it's, it's based on this, this, an exploitation of this narrative. And it came about because the people, they, they simply refused to talk to these people. They refused to negotiate. Over this period of time, the uh, Israeli governments uh, have become more and more radical in their contempt of uh, the Palestinians, in their treatment of the Palestinians. Ben Shapiro called uh, these uh, Hamas pieces of excrement. You're not going to have a discussion when you start off by saying, I have relatives that died in the Holocaust and you are pieces of excrement. That's not going to work out. This is, puts them above the law. And when you're above the law, you commit all sorts of crimes of the sort we're seeing now. Uh, so, so you heard uh, Pastor Greg Locke there. And uh, I, I didn't prepare you for this, but this is an email that, that literally just came in here, and I would like to talk to you a little bit about this and get your reaction. Stu, I'm writing to ask you to please stop. Stop hating on Israel. I know that they are not perfect. God has much to say about all of this, but you are just trying to stir the pot. It's like you to enjoy just getting everyone riled up. I don't know if you actually even care because you keep making money grifting, selling your products, and running your ads for all that you endorse. Uh, if you don't, or excuse me, you don't do real journalism. You just try for the sensational, like your hero, Alex Jones. It's sad to see how you are stooping. Uh, the fact that you would basically stump for Hamas is really sad, but honestly, I don't think you care. As long as it gets people to comment on your channels, that's what you really care about. Like I've pleaded with you many times, uh, you don't want to be on the anti-Israel train, but it seems that you may actually be too far down the tracks. Sincerely, Mike Montgomery, pastor, Calvary Church. React to that. This is not about hating on Israel. This is about the rule of law. This is about civilization. Does this apply equally to all human beings, or is there a group of people who have a pass on civilized behavior? That's what we're talking about here. Now, if there were atrocities, I condemn atrocities across the board. Likewise. But you can't, you can't just single out a group of people and pretend that this was an unprovoked attack. If you, I've said this before about the ADL and that Tree of Life synagogue shooting. The man who wrote that said, the time for talk is over. If you are constantly shutting down any type of discussion, which is what the ADL does on the internet, you are going to breed violence. And so I held them responsible for that shooting. The same thing happens in the international realm. If you are constantly comparing uh, Palestinians to pieces of excrement, uh, subhuman, these people are monsters, uh, you're going to cause a violent reaction. If you're constantly, there's not one thing that Ben Shapiro pointed out that the Israelis haven't already done to the Palestinians. 
Where is the talk about the the uh, border wall when the Palestinians walked peacefully up to that wall and they were shot down, gunned by down by snipers who then after the fact uh, had T-shirts made and called this the two for one shot where they had this, the uh, the scope on a pregnant Palestinian woman. Now, they're bragging about that. Now, that is barbarous behavior that is of the sort that will lead to fury and rage. And when the people break out of that prison camp that's called Gaza and they start running, it chances are something bad is going to happen that no one can justify. But don't pretend that this is an unprovoked attack. It's the opposite. They've been provoked for years and for years they, they, the, the Israelis have treated them as less and less human. They've, they've forced them into a situation where the violence is going to break out. Now, that's that. Obviously, we're not blaming all Jews for this attack. I mean, certainly there are leadership and there are, you know, a deep state and there are Zionists and there are Khazarians or however you want to formulate this, uh, that are responsible for carrying out, you know, what we're seeing in the Gaza Strip right now. Uh, do you agree with that, or or do you think that this is an entire nation state that is cheering this on? This is look. I uh, I've met uh, Miko Pellet. He's the son of an Israeli general. Uh, he has been complaining about this type of behavior for for a long time. He he doesn't like me, but that doesn't change the fact that he's uh, trying to defend the Palestinians. The Gilad Atzman was an IDF soldier who has also had some, something similar to say. You have to distinguish between the government and the people and individuals. So you got three factors here. There are individuals. There's a, a Netherite Carter thinks that uh, Zionism is an abomination. They're Orthodox Jews. Obviously, they don't agree with this. And then you've got uh, individuals who don't agree with it. But there is something called a government and there is something called the Jewish people. And the Jewish people has organizations that represent their interests. And we have to hold these organizations, the ADL, IPAC, which has total control over uh, the American Congress and is justifying all of the atrocities that Israel has ever committed. We have to hold these organizations accountable for what they did leading up to this attack, to to, to the current situation. When you look at – go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Because if we don't, there's going to be one more Jewish war. They already have the USS Gerald Ford is now sailing up to there, up to the coastline. We got one Jewish war in the Ukraine. Now we're going to, uh, United States going to be dragged into another Jewish war. We got to stop this. We got to make some type of distinction between uh, Israel and the United States. Apparently these pastors can't make that distinction. Why do you think that is exactly? Uh, where in the Bible does it say that? And are, is, is the Bible, was Jesus or God talking about uh, Israel as, you know, uh, a, a nation that just calls itself like the secular nation with these arbitrary borders uh, is, that decides to call itself Israel? Or was he talking about a people? The Bible, according to the Schofield Bible, is where is where the problem lies. All these uh, Christian Zionist groups all read the Schofield Bible, and they take all of those promises out of context. This is also slopped over into the Catholic Church, uh, where you have people like saying the old the uh, the old covenant is eternally valid, or the Mosaic covenant is eternally valid. It is not eternally valid. 
there is no connection between the Mosaic covenant and the state of Israel. None whatsoever other than the what they, they have in their mind. There's no genetic uh, connection. There is no theological connection. This is a group of Polish thugs who came in after World War II and used that World War II and the Holocaust as an excuse to steal the land from Palestine. There's no theological justification whatsoever. If you want the details, I wrote a book called The Holocaust Narrative. I can tell you chapter and verse how this happened. Chapter and verse about a group called Nakam, okay, which means vengeance. They were going to poison wells. They were going to poison the water supply in Nuremberg when the German people were defenseless. And the Israelis persuaded them, take these criminals out of Germany, and they were taken back to Israel. And that's when they started uh, exterminating uh, uh, innocent Palestinians at villages like Deir Yassin. That's the connection. It's got nothing to do with the Bible. And if some preacher tells you it does, he's got he doesn't know what he's talking about. So uh, you mentioned that military assets are headed toward the region. Uh, the military-industrial complex and war hawks like Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley and Mitch McConnell are cheering this on. Uh, Raytheon is going to get incredibly rich. This looks like a kinetic confrontation that we just can't avoid at this point. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's from where we sit. It looks like this is going to happen. How does this end, in your opinion? No, there's nothing inevitable about this. Now, this is the interesting part now is the strategic part. All right, we there was the attack. They broke out. They went into Zedarat, places like that, uh, took over military bases, stole weapons, took hostages, and went back to Gaza. Now there's going to be the counterattack. Now the Israelis are massing. I've seen the pictures of the tanks. They're massing tanks on the border, and I think the, the Israelis are in for a big surprise. Okay, I'm basing this on the fact of what happened in 2006 when the Israelis army, the IDF, went into Lebanon. They got stopped 500 yards into Lebanon by 1,500 Hezbollah soldiers. Now, if you think that those people now in Gaza didn't learn from that, if you think that they haven't been talking to Hezbollah and so on and so forth, if you think uh, that they don't know about that, you're crazy or else they're crazy. If they don't, then they're crazy. What you're going to see now is these huge Merkava tanks going into streets that are already narrow in a very populated area, high-rise buildings all around them, big bomb craters, rubble all over the place, and those tanks are going to get stuck. They're going to get stuck, and at that point, they're going to be sitting ducks for the missiles that now have basically made the tank obsolete. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. There's nothing inevitable about this outcome. This is the, the, we're waiting for the second act. Now, this goes back to bombing campaigns. The United States uh, leveled all of North Korea and they couldn't conquer North Korea after they leveled every single city because it doesn't work that way. You cannot conquer people from the air. You can terrorize them. But when the tanks come in, they are going to have problems. I guarantee you, if you don't believe me, watch Black Hawk Down. And, you and don't they think were tanks. That you don't think that that's going to provoke a United States military response in Israel? What's the response going to be? Well, they're going if, to send in more Lindsay, jets? If Lindsey Graham jet? gets his way, they're going to carpet bomb Iran now and take out refineries. If, I mean, these people if, are if, nuts. 
Lindsey Graham is is a crazy warmonger who doesn't know what he's talking about. And I have more confidence in the military. Netanyahu has been trying to get the United States to attack Iran for over 20 years now. And the military have been smart enough to ignore this guy. They will never they will never conquer Iran. Never. It's never going to happen. If they couldn't, if they, they had struggling, they're struggling with Syria. They're struggling with Iraq. They're struggling with all of these places. They're not, the war is not going well in, in the Ukraine. They will not, they cannot do that to Iran. And if they attack Iran, then Iran has carte blanche to uh, go, go against Israel. We saw this before. Okay. Trump got uh, the, the, uh, the whole situation into a tense confrontation where the Iranians attacked some type of military base. At that point, I got on press TV and I said to the Iranians, don't blame us. Hold Israel responsible. And at that point, Hezbollah threatened to fire 250,000 rockets on Israel and Israel backed down. And there was nothing happened. That could have led to World War III and nothing happened because the Israelis backed down. So don't have this myth of the invincible Israeli army. They got their asses kicked in Lebanon in 2006, and now they're sleepwalking into exact a worse situation than Lebanon. So it's your prediction they'll be defeated? I think that those tanks are going to get blown up and the Israelis are going to have to withdraw from Gaza. They will not conquer Gaza. I, I will. I'm, I'm telling you, if I were a betting man, I'd bet on that. Well, I hope that you're right about the military not getting involved, at least from our perspective. Uh, these people would love nothing more than to siphon off billions more dollars to enrich themselves and their NGO buddies uh, and gain more, uh, you know, fortune and empowerment in the DC Beltway. Uh, Dr. E. Michael Jones, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming back. You're welcome.